welcome to Prince Strike by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Mr. Happy from Emancipation, recorded March 1996 at Paisley Park and released on the 19th of November 1996. On the track, we have Prince and we have Scrap D uh, making his triumphant return. Um, and we also have a sample from um, Ice Cube uh, in the form of What Can I Do uh, from Lethal Injection, released in 1993. And uh, the track itself is 4 minutes 47, and joining me to talk about today is Christy Norman. Hello, Christy. Hello, Darren. And, uh, as this is your first appearance on the podcast, uh, as is as is custom, um, I was going to ask, how did you get into Prince? Can you remember, you know, like a, an album that you first bought or, um, you know, a track that you first heard and that alerted you to Prince? Um, you know, what was it that first got you into Prince? Sure. Um, I the very first print song that I really remember like listening to and enjoying was little red Corvette. And actually my family was on vacation in Los Angeles, California, and I was listening to the local radio there and I heard little red Corvette and man, I thought it was dirty. They were talking about Trojans. I was about 12. So it was several years after it came out, but it was on the radio and, um, I really enjoyed it. It was a very casual Prince fan, uh, after that, um, it wasn't until I met my husband in 1995 that we, uh, I really became a larger than average Prince fan, more than a casual fan. And the, the gold experience really hooked me in. And I know it's not one of the like better reviewed albums, but it's always been one of my favorites. Uh, okay, well, let's get into this track then. Um, sure. So in terms of a genre... Uh, yeah. I feel pretty safe in saying rap, and you yeah. know, not just because of the Ice Cube sample, because we have, of course, uh, Scrap D uh, yes. returning. I don't know if this is the returning? last track um, that we have Scrap oh, D returning on. returning from, yeah. Well, he was previously on Chaos and Disorder, right? Um, along with Stepper Ranks, um, who unfortunately has been missing in action ever since, because I don't think Stepper Ranks has done anything since Chaos and Disorder. Uh, has Scrap D done anything since? I don't think he's done anything since Emancipation, no. <laughs> I so, can like, even on PrinceVault.com, there was, like, a link, hyperlink on his name and nothing, like, yeah. no, static. He's, well, he's a red link on uh, Prince <laughs> yeah. Vault. Um, okay. He has no page. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you do a search for Scrap D... Uh, there are some sites that kind of list all the contributions um, that he made, and okay. they basically stop after emancipation. Um, yeah. So I don't know who Scrap D was. All I know no, is he was, he was a rapper who somehow managed to um, get into Prince's good graces for the space of about a year. And then after that, you know, Prince... Uh, well, in all fairness, after this album, Prince released effectively three archival albums so i don't think there's right. an opportunity for scrap d to be a part of those but then also by the time we get to rainbow children i don't think prince had the need for a rapper um, no i so agree i don't i don't he think kind of... post 2001 there's very much rap on prince songs after that um unless it's performed by prince of course right um, which is always a pleasure <laughs> that's, how, that's how i prefer my rap is by prince <laughs> yes uh, so at the very beginning of the song we have prince putting on a voice yeah which is never really my favorite thing for prince to do um yeah, no not so much he sounds like he's kind of i don't know drunk or something um <laughs> where he says turn off that weak jam man uh, mm -hmm. mr happy's here and we're bugging um, now, I do not know if Prince is a fan of the film Clueless, but that finishes with uh, a wedding. Um, and at that particular wedding, you have the various guests played by the main characters. And right. um, the three male characters are talking and one of them played by the one doctor from Scrubs, whose name I cannot remember at this particular oh. point. 
he talks about how he is bugging, and um, Paul Rudd says, "Oh yes, man, I am bugging too." And obviously, <laughs> I, the, the way that Paul Rudd said "bugging" is more authentic than the way Prince says the word "bugging" uh, yeah, here. Yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> you know, so and you don't get much whiter than Paul Rudd. You do not. Um, <laughs> the the ageless beauty that is Paul Rudd. Um, still looks the same now as he, he did in 1995. But yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. It's I feel that that kind of introduction is always kind of... It, in terms of this song, I don't want to give away my grade too early, but I feel like that takes one star off immediately because it's just such a... It's such a kind of odd way for the song to start. It is. And, I, and well, the thing is, is, like the hook of the song, I don't think is particularly bad. Um, you know, that like that I will take care of you, whatever right. you want, I do it right. You know, I feel that's, you know... Um, I will take care of you, Mr. Happy, every day and night. Like, okay, so who is Mr. Happy? What is Mr. <laughs> Happy, do you think? Do, do you I, think he, he is Mr. Happy giving joy to someone else, or is Mr. Happy his uh, private area? I, here's the thing. I mean, uh, personally, I don't want to be thinking about that as the definition of Mr. Happy. <laughs> I like to think that he's calling himself Mr. Happy because obviously he has a name that he cannot say out loud. Well, that's fair. You know, so and this is something that he's done, uh, uh, you know, on um, tracks that are on on gold and also on chaos, is that he has asked people to say his name, such as in the song "Shh," where he yes. says "Say my name," and the yeah. other person can't. And yeah, you know, because it, it's unpronounceable. Yes, and and he's also talked about how you know this is this is the captain with no name speaking, and so like I think this thing of him having no name means that at some point when he actually wants to give himself a name. He has to pick some other way of saying it. And for this song, I, I think yeah. Prince is referring to himself as Mr. Happy. Okay, then um, we'll go with that from here on out. <laughs> Just as, I mean, that's the way that I've always heard it. I don't, okay. I don't think, I don't think it has the kind of the sexual meaning mm-hmm. that maybe it might have had with an early, like I can imagine Prince in 1980 saying Mr. Happy and referring to his genitals. Right. I think, I think by the time you get to Prince here approaching, you know, 40, I, I don't think he's he's kind of referring to it in that way. Yeah, well, he's a married man now, too. Well, yeah. yeah. And I think this is just his way of giving himself a nickname so that he can refer to himself in this song without no. having to say, you know, the artist formerly known or, <laughs> you know, any of the kind of... Taff cap or... <laughs> well, yeah, I, it just feels like a quick way for him to give himself a nickname so he can actually, you know... Obviously, he did spend a lot of time saying his name was Prince at one point. Right. But uh, he can no longer do that, so... <laughs> You know, he's got to he's got to be able to bring himself into a song some way. Right. And we do get I mean, what I would say is the best approximation of of, uh, gangster rap that Prince can bring where he says, I got some money, I got some juice, but something's funny and it ain't you. And (laughs) yeah, you know, this is I mean, I guess most of this song is essentially it's partially like Prince boasting, uh, you know, as Mr. Happy. But also there is this element of kind of dissing people. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like he's dissing anyone particular. So you're kind of like... Just a general you know, diss. Is, yeah. Is, like, is he referring to me, saying that I I don't have the money or the juice? That's a good question. Um, and he says, I comes to party, but don't want to be alone. I need somebody, someone grown. Um, so, yeah, so, I guess. I don't know. That could be, you know, Mayte is a woman now. So yes, you know he needs yeah. he needs a woman and not a girl. And I I feel like he's also referring to Maite where he says sugar baby with curly hair, right? Yeah, uh, I dancing agree. crazy underwear. That's that seems like. Um, and then there is a point where someone in this song does actually say the word prince. Um, you know, which obviously mm-hmm. you know post post nineteen ninety two, 
Um, you know, saying his name out loud was, of course, verbatim. Right. Um, that somebody bought a house next to him, yes. Yeah, or should I say verboten. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I mean, then kind of we get the, you know, the, the effort of Scrap, scrap D. Um, I, I always want to call him Scrappy D. Yeah, me too. Well, and that, that's like a... <laughs> wasn't that a Scooby-Doo's nephew was Scrappy Doo? Yes, indeed. Yeah, so I always want to call <laughs> yeah. him Scrappy Doo, and that's not right. Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, so we have this this kind of rap with this uh, pump it up, pump it up brown man puffing on a wheat jam. Mm-hmm. Um, understand this is eight proof guaranteed to get your girl loose if she do. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I know. Uh, throw your setup to the roof. Third finger down. If you're wild, make a sound. Oh, I mean, get wild, simple. I like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a, like a little kind of shout out to get wild there. Uh, look at my people getting down. Uh, skip the Remy and let me have some my, Mary Tyler Moore. And I, I, I mean, what an obscure reference! I don't know who Remy is. I mean, I know who Mary Tyler Moore is. Do you know who Remy is? I think in that case, Prince is referring to uh, Remy Martin, uh, which is a okay. cognac. Uh, a, fa- okay. a fairly expensive cognac as well. Oh, okay. Um, so well, as, that would be I mean, why I don't know it. Well, I mean, the thing is as well is this is something obviously that, you know, many rappers around this time did, which is they would refer to expensive drinks within songs. Right. So that fits that yeah. fits well with that. Although the Mary Tyler Moore thing, I don't know of many other rappers that would mention sitcom stars of the 70s. No, me either. <laughs> which... I guess go with what you know. <laughs> yes. He grew up in the 70s, so <laughs> maybe, but it seemed absurd and a little unusual and a very unusual choice to me and i, th- I but, think i think the funny thing is as well is by saying mary tyler more of that new power soul like he's saying give me more of that new power soul but just putting the words mary tyler more in there for some reason which is something that rappers do they, there is a there, you know this is a trademark of some rappers where they will right they, they will add you know particular pop culture references in and use them in a in in a sense of as, as some kind of like verb and I think, you know, that's what he's trying well, to do. But was here. Mary Tyler more of <laughs> pop culture reference in the mid 90s? Because um, it doesn't seem like it to me. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think this is well, I can't even, I, like, I can't even recall, like, what was she doing in, like, 1996? Like, you know, um, I mean, maybe she'd been inducted to the TV Hall of Fame or something? Like, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those unusual things where it's like, um, like really she you know she hit her peak in the late 70s and that was it um right you know, she didn't she didn't really like it's not like she had a significant film career or anything after that no i think she did more like producing and behind the scenes work after mary tyler moore yeah. after the like the show i, know. I don't it's... know why he would include her at this time <laughs> yes maybe he was uh, empathizing with her producer self since he was now you know all things not just the maker of the music, but producer of everything at this time for this album. Maybe he was empathizing there, but I guess. It, and the thing is, the next line so, doesn't even clear that up when he says, "Coming from the Midwest, passing every test with a fuzz tone remote control." I'm like, I mean, I do like when Prince refers to his own roots um, as he does there, right. saying he's coming from the Midwest, um, because I think, like, you know, obviously in the middle of let's not forget, you know, we're talking the mid '90s where you know there was the whole you know East Coast West Coast. You know, people were dying over the, these these different kind of you know the, the different types of rap. Um, you know, right. so this you know that is obviously a very serious thing. But I like the fact that Prince likes to define himself as Midwest rap at this particular point. 
as though either of the coasts would have a beef with that. They'd probably just be like, oh, well, you know, Prince is very pleasant. Yeah. We're not going to... Uh, we're not going to send anyone to shoot him. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 almost like he's attempting to start a beef, but people are just like, you yeah, know, but Prince, you're very, you're very, you're like, you're a really good artist and you're very pleasant. So I don't know why mm-hmm. anyone would uh, would start a beef. Um, but yeah, so that is the kind of puzzling rap, which I again the kind of the reference to a weak jam as well. Like this is something that Prince does. I mean, this is not only on this album, but the you know, there's a couple of songs on on albums after this where he refers to something you know being a weak jam. And right. to me, it's like, um, I don't know, Prince, you're just setting yourself up for that being the review of this particular song, I feel. Um, you know, there's a temptation for people to go, yes, this is indeed a weak jam, Prince. Thanks for giving me the uh, you know, yeah. the review line. <laughs> the heads up. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then, of course, we get the chorus a couple of times. Um, and then yeah. we, we finish off with a rap. Um, you know, this, like I said, this is clearly a rap song. Um and we have, uh, <laughs> and, I mean, there are some very interesting phrases in this as well. Uh, I'll, I'll make your love come down like a freaking elevator, which is, um, you know, I, I mean, in the middle of the night, bo- body vibrating like a pager, which is a wonderful line that just dates this song to, It's so, you know, oh, to like almost <laughs> the minute. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, like literally like about 18 months of that, after this, like no one would have pages and pages would become a running joke on 30 Rock. Um, exactly like, exactly <laughs> literally at the moment where pages will become irrelevant although at the same time you know the wire did not start for like another five years and the first season of that is all around pages um so but well but that was a different kind of culture too i mean that's that was for a specific like a, purpose though, a more secret yeah it was yeah. more secretive this was like supposed to be like the latest and greatest and <laughs> yeah yeah um, and it just makes it sound old now um although i think maybe confirming you know the the remy martin uh reference earlier he says you play okay. the drink baby i'll play the chaser okay um, so that not, makes sense not that not the people have, would have remy as a chaser because uh, you know i feel like it's it's too rich for that but um mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean you know dinner eight then intercourse at my place keep the drapes open vcr the whole bit <laughs> again mm-hmm. um <laughs> just literally about a year or so before dvd would hit and be like a big thing and i i mean i just i love exactly. i love the fact we have both a pager and a vcr mentioned in this uh um in this song. yes it's it's very very indicative of the time <laughs> yes you know and we finish with stuff like rock your world knock your brain to another planet um <laughs> you know my north pole can generate heat uh, i feel that is definitely yeah, a well, sexual you, reference uh, um, absolutely uh, uh, been thinking about me hmm, i can see the stains in your sheets that's a little unpleasant uh before the reputation they used to all pass to me um and then you know straight up the lifestyle of mr happy um yeah uh and who apparently there we have it next to prince um yeah yeah and so i mean I feel like the, the, the problem that I have sometimes with Prince's rap stuff is that obviously he was a little late to the game. You right. Know, and by the time he got into the game, you know, everybody else was teenagers and he was approaching 30. And it, it feels, or he was in his mid-30s, should I say, by the time he actually yeah. started rapping on songs. And sometimes I feel like, you know, and this is something I, I've probably said a few times, which is rap is a young man's game. Um, you know, or a young lady's Agreed. game, if you were salt and pepper. Well, well, a young person's game and certainly... a at this time when rap itself was still kind of young, it wasn't, didn't have the pop or mainstream appeal. It was just coming into that uh, at this time. So it definitely was a young person's game. And even now it's, it's still 
primarily for young people unless you've been doing it since you were a young person. Yeah. And and the, I think yeah. that's the thing is you know if you if you if you know any uh you know of the kind of the big rappers of the last few years uh, they are all basically teenagers in high school when they start. Yes. And that is yes. true of most of the kind of, you know, if you think about, the, you know, the, the groups from the 80s, they were all teenagers in school when they started. And I think that's the thing that always kind of hinders uh, any kind of rap that Prince does. I mean, Scrap D might have been a teenager. We don't know. We know very little about the man. Um, right. But it certainly doesn't feel like he's a teenager on this song. No, it doesn't. But I always find it kind of endearing that he's reaching for that youthful sound. <laughs> yeah i i don't know i never mind it when prince raps that much shows it's kind of funny i think the thing and... is as well in later years he grew into it like he kind of yeah to start off with he didn't seem to understand you know he had a lot of kind of very simple rhymes and you know he always rapped on the beat and he basically right. kind of it was almost like nursery rhyme rap that was kind of the stuff that he did to start <laughs> off with whereas later on i mean there's some turns of phrase in this song you know, that are interesting, um, particularly right. puzzling, though, with like the Mary Tyler Moore stuff. Um, but, you know, so that there are there are, you know, there are interesting things that Prince starts to do with some of the rapping that he does later on. But I feel by the time he matured into, you know, being able to deliver a good rap, you know, the art form had kind of passed him by a little bit. And, you know, he really, you know, even though he was, you know, um, competent at it. He, he never felt like you know rap you know as an art form is mostly stuff that's on the cutting edge and if you're not right. on the cutting edge with it then it ends up looking a bit foolish um you know and i think that's something that kind of brings this song down a little for me which is aside from the opening which is i would say embarrassing um i don't Agreed. think i don't think i would ever want to play this to a non-prince fan because i'd be like no excuse me while i skip the first 20 seconds of this song so you don't hear this or i'll give you an mp3 and i will cut the the, the intro off just so mm -hmm. you get straight into the song because that that opening is just it's very cringy um yeah you know so th that is a you know detriment against it but i think you know the way the rap is delivered um by both prince and scrap d in this song I don't think it's bad, um, and I think the chorus is is quite catchy. And I also think that the the style of production that Prince does is different to what any rapper at the time did. Um, you know, you had stuff like Boys to Men that had a lot of kind of production on them. Um, you right. Know, you had stuff like um, you know the East Coast or the West Coast stuff where they they relied a lot on sampling stuff from the seventies. Um, you know, stuff that basically influenced Prince. So they they kind of have a, a common you know influence. Um, but Prince chooses to make his own, aside from obviously using an Ice Cube sample here, he usually chooses to make his own music. And most right. of this, you know, the chorus is definitely doesn't, isn't got any samples going on. Um, and that's something that's unusual within rap, certainly at the, at the particular time when this album came out. Um, Absolutely. And so that's what I guess that kind of makes it slightly more interesting than most rap, because, it, you know, anyone can take a record, find an interesting break and just rap over that break. But Prince is essentially making the break and then rapping over the top of it. Yeah, I wish he'd sampled himself more. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have been if he'd sampled himself from the 80s. I mean, I get that he was, it was a break from Warner Brothers, and he was trying to break away from his past self. But I would have, I think it would have been really enjoyable, enjoyable and had a lot of mass appeal if he had pulled in some of the his own work from previously and sampled himself, I think it would have been fun and really added a lot and been a, a better fit for rap at that time. Yeah. 
And I think that would the thing is as well is like you know Prince obviously very protective of his back catalogue. Who else could sample Prince right. but Prince? <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, exactly. And so that would have made it unique because it's like yes, you know, I am you know I'm I am sampling if I was your you know girlfriend and rapping over the top of it because I'm Prince and I can do that and no one else is allowed right. to use that. And I think right, nobody else is allowed to use it. And who who else has a back catalogue like that where they can they can pull from themselves? He didn't need anybody else. He's yeah. amazing. Had it he had it all right there. Yeah. But unfortunately so. that isn't what he did with this song. <laughs> no, unfortunately it's not. Um, oh, wish I would, I could. Yeah. Um so, you know, I think personally for me, I mean we're immediately one one down at the very start um <laughs> with with that mm-hmm. intro. Um and then I think, you know, uh, like there are certain things that happen in those raps where I'm like you know, I feel like the idea got slightly lost. I like the interesting idea of taking word like more and adding Mary Tyler more to it, but it just ends mm-hmm. up confusing you. And you're like, I don't think that's quite how rap was doing it at the time. It wasn't just non sequiturs. It was stuff that kind of built on um, stuff that was in the, you know, a different like kind of verse and he's not building on anything. He's just randomly throwing that kind of stuff in. Um, so yeah. for me, I don't think I could go any higher than a three. To be honest with you, I'm really leaning to a two and a half. Um, but I would I would stick with a three out of five for this one. Yeah, I agree. I was between a two and a half and a three. I mean, it's fun. I don't think I would skip it if I was listening to the album. I would let it play. But it's not one I'm going to go back to very often. And also, it's almost five minutes. Which is yeah. a lot of time it's, for it's this kind of for long. this type of song, yeah. And yeah. you know the, the kind of the the kind of the chorus repeats a few times, and it's not like Prince does anything with it. Like you know there there are songs that are on this album where Prince repeats the chorus, but he'll drop out the drums or drop out the bass or like he'll actually do something yes. with the production. On this, it just feels like we're stuck in a loop, which is obviously you know what most rap records at this time were. But when Prince is the one creating the loop. You think to yourself, you could do something more with that loop. You don't just have to have the same kind of keyboard thing going round and round. You could actually do something with it each time and make it interesting. But, you know, we can't we can't rewrite the song um, 20 years later, unfortunately. No, Um, that's all right. But I just feel like there are a couple of other things that Prince could have done with the song that would have made it more interesting. Um, You know, aside from the fact that he also puzzles us by never telling us who Mr. Happy is. Um, you know, that's like, you know, and, and I feel like if you're going to have the title of the song be Mr. Happy, you have to kind of give us an idea as to what that's a reference to. Um, you can't yeah, just... don't leave it so much up to my interpretation. Tell me. Yeah. I want to know. You have a specific idea. I want to know what that is. Yeah. Uh, now, Prince performed this song, you know, a little bit, but normally in a medley with uh, Take Me With You and Raspberry Beret uh, around 97, 98, 99. Um, and then after 99, you know, he, he dropped it from his set list and, and never performed it again. Um, all, you know, which I can kind of understand because, you know, once yeah. we get past 1999, Prince doesn't really have a rapper in his band for most of the rest of his career. Um, you know, right. the only rapper in the band at that point is Prince if he wanted to do any rap. Um, you know, so I, I, it kind of feels natural that like a lot of the songs from this album that had rap elements were kind of performed a few times and then dropped after that point. Um, yeah, but also the fact that it was always performed in a medley um, kind of tells you as much as you need to know. <laughs> the fact that Prince never felt the, the need to perform all four minutes, 46 of it 
you know, in a live setting. <laughs> I guess I would he, say that was a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess there would have been a crowd who, like, maybe three minutes into it, would have been like, "Wait, we're we're getting the whole of Mister Happy? Like, what is going on here?" Yeah. Um, and also, where is Scrap D? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Gone. That, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that Prince would take Scrap D out for uh, tours with him, uh, just to sing no. on Mister Happy as well. Um, so anyway, I feel like we've said about as much as can be said about Mr. Happy. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Christy? Sure. Um, I host, I co-host a podcast with my husband, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. And I also actually co-host a different genre of podcast it's called killer fun and we look at the intersection of crime and entertainment and you can find us on twitter at killer fun pod great stuff you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you could email us not sure where you would unless you're scrap d please scrap d if you're out there yes please send Tell me an email at prince track by track at gmail.com uh, thanks once more for being my guest here christy thank you i appreciate it and otherwise goodbye bye